Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Maria Sampalos. I'm the founder of Corporate Optometry. And today I have the pleasure of having this panel with me from Johnson Johnson, the Power Woman panel, to discuss DEI in optometry and all the great things that Johnson & Johnson is doing to advocate for that in our industry. So thank you all for coming on the podcast and, and discussing your roles and how you guys impact the industry. Um, if you guys can give a brief intro uh, for our listeners uh, that do not know you. I'm Dr. Carissa Lee. I'm head of the professional affairs for Johnson Johnson Vision. And I'm Dr. Christy Clausen, and I am the senior manager of professional education. And my name is Dr. Mandy Salek. I'm the senior manager of professional relations. Thank you all for joining the panel. I appreciate it. You know, Johnson Johnson really, really supported um, diversity, equity, inclusion initiatives in many forms in our industry. Uh, a lot of things that have been highlighted and other things that, you know, just make an impact and we don't know about. Um, can you just tell us a little bit more about the DEI initiatives at Johnson & Johnson Vision? Sure. I, I would love to, to start off by saying, you know, it's been part of the Johnson & Johnson Vision, or I'll say Johnson & Johnson culture, is to make sure that DEI is important and embedded within our culture um, internally within the organization. And that's been happening for decades. So it's always been a part, you know, it's part of our credo in terms of um, making sure that our employees feel heard and um, seen within the organization. So it really, of course, got highlighted um, in the most recent years about the inequities, um, especially within the healthcare world. So one of the things that we have um, within J&J is something called our race to health equity. So that just places a spotlight on the healthcare inequities in our communities and the way that Johnson & Johnson as a whole can, can help that out. Specifically to Johnson & Johnson Vision, we were um, proud to be the first major healthcare company to sign the 13% promise with Black Eye Care Perspective. And this was just a way to show our um, externally to our communities and to our customers the importance that we hold DE&I um, in support of the communities that we serve, um, and certainly looking at healthcare inequities um, within the vision care space. Yeah, it's been it's been great to see these initiatives and and the impact that J and J has made, but also to see this panel uh, DEI is female female leaders <laughs> in the industry making impact and speaking and and, and rising other people uh, females up. Um, tell us a little bit about that because I know there has been in the industry, a leadership gap. And, you know, a lot of companies are trying to change that, but J&J shows it. And that I think showing it <laughs> is, is, is very important. Yeah, I think we, you know, I love that. It's, it's nice to talk about, but I'll, I'll say we walk that walk. Um, you know, one of the things that we do again for our communities and for, for our doctors is to highlight I'll say the opportunity to have these conversations and very candid conversations about challenges. Um, some of them we have as female, you know, doctors or small business owners and being um, a woman. And so those are through our diversity and optometry series of events. So we've been having them, you know, over last year and we'll continue to have them across the U.S. this year. So it just gives a, a 
I think the audience an opportunity to have these open conversations. Sometimes we might feel like we're the only ones, you know, in the room feeling that. But then when you understand the common problems, it really does allow people to feel heard and, and seen. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's other things that we're doing in terms of, of leadership. Um, but again, happy and proud to be amongst such strong female leaders um, on this panel too within Johnson & Johnson Vision. You know, yeah. I've had feedback from optometrists uh, throughout the country about these panel discussions that your team has put together. It's been empowering. They love to get other females together in the area and, and you know, leadership comes and joins those conversations. And it's nice to interact um, with, you know, females in the industry that are leaders because a lot of doctors have something to look up to, right? If they want a leadership position, they have someone they can reach out to, uh, you know, find a mentor, connect. Um, and, and that's been very empowering for a lot of females in the industry. Uh, the DNI initiatives in the industry have been amazing. They've done a lot in the industry to change um, some things like the 13% promise and stuff like that. But I think, um, you know, the female aspect of DI has not been addressed that well in the industry. Um, and I think J&J has done a great um, job advocating for that um, because a lot of females graduate, there's a lot of females graduating. I think it's like 70% class, but, you know, the leadership positions are the ones to make a decision um, are not there. And some people are making decisions for the female employee and, and there's no voice there or, or not be able to understand that point of view. Um, and I think that's, that's amazing that, um, you know, you're taking that initiative to, to change, you know, that perspective in the industry. Yeah. I love what you said about that. And I was able to attend one of the events before I worked here as an employee. And I echo what you shared about it being a unique event where we were able to highlight and celebrate some amazing female colleagues of ours and that aspect of bringing mentors and mentees together is really incredible, really powerful, because I think when we can come together and help each other and just elevate each other, it's going to make each of us better. It's going to make the profession better. It's going to make our practices stronger for us to take care of patients better. It's just really good overall. And the events really do that in a unique environment, but a very genuine and authentic way to your point, the topics and questions that we're talking about are not necessarily about contact lenses or about Johnson and Johnson. It's really just about us as female doctors. And now we're expanding the series into other underrepresented groups throughout this year as well. And I think it's just really great that we're able to highlight and celebrate some of the amazing people we have in our profession. No, that's great. And, and, you know, you inspire people when you do that. I've gone to a lot of different events, even outside with, with women in optometry things, and you become inspired and get energy and you want to help other people from it after, because you've gained so much from it. And it, it just uplifts our whole profession, right? They're all here together. We're here to make each other better. Um, and just make shine a spotlight on, on some person. Sometimes it's just that, that really gets them started. And um, I look back in my career when I first started and there's been some wonderful women um, over the years in industry that, that gave you a chance and gave you that confidence and you know, um, really uplifted you. And, and it's, it's great to see that. And you know, our industry is changing. I think we have a lot of 
different obstacles um, with legislative and all these other things. But I think the power of, of, you know, the female in the industry to kind of help you and move forward to, to go through things and just discuss like, Hey, you know, my kids are little and I'm going through this. And, and just to show that you have it, even like the podcast that I've done with amazing women in optometry, talking about that mom guilt and that thing. And then their kids are older. Their kids turned out fine. Right. So (laughs) it's okay. You know? And so I'll, I'll look back. My kids are a little younger. I'll be like, they're going to turn out fine. If this, if this optometrist mom did well, and she's a leader in the industry and made some changes, the kids turned out fine. So um, it's, it's been nice to be able to have those conversations and kind of, you know, talk to people that kind of went through it. Absolutely. I feel what you were just touching on is one of my favorite aspects of being in this role and was my favorite part of being in academia too, to be interactive with students and then young ODs and to exactly just highlight the areas that they're not alone. Because I know I felt very alone being a professional and having young children and trying to balance everything and being able to, like you said, elevate all of us and give that kind of community feel that we can lean on each other. It's really important. Yeah. And you get energy from it too, right? You come back, you get energy positive and to do that. And, you know, a lot of us have a lot on our plates and to get that energy from other people sometimes is great to kind of keep moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of the other things that at Johnson and Johnson, they, we do really well is providing support groups for employees. And I think the employee resource groups that we have of all varieties really help so that each of us can come to work being the person that we are, whether it's a mom or a doctor or um, whatever role you have, you get to come to work as yourself and feel supported. And I think that translates into how we care for our customers, for our ECPs, and ultimately for patients, because we feel that um, inclusive environment ecosystem. And I think we're all inspired to share that outward with as many people as we can as well. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the saying is, if you see it, you can be it. So it's yeah. great to see a panel of female leaders. Can you tell us what else Johnson Johnson is doing to support females in optometry? I think there's, again, being able to have that platform with our diversity of optometry series is one. Um, I think you mentioned it before, but also um, looking for leadership within our industry, right? So we also have a, a consultant speaker group and just making sure that there's representation across the United States, different types of practices, um, different backgrounds, um, different communities that they serve. So that that's another way to make sure that we're highlighting some of the voices um, I'll say that our, our customers as, you know, doctors who prescribe, um, our products and use our services, that they also feel that they're being represented. No, I, I think that's, that's, that's a great thing. You know, I've always thought of, you know, DEI too, as, um, you know, doctors in different settings. And I've been an advocate to try to get corporate optometrists on different boards and change some, th- you know, illustrations in the industry about that, them and, and, and J&J has been great to have, you know, speakers and, 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 and have insight from corporate optometrists from different brands 
uh, whether it's sublease, employee franchise. And it's been great to see that uh, in the industry as the industry is changing and evolving. And I know that you've had some lead, uh, leaders from that worked in corporate optometry over the years on, you know, as a, a you know, leader now within J&J. So that's been amazing to see that. And it's been great. Um, because, you know, doctors in this, unfortunately, doctors in the sector before never had that kind of exposure. So it's nice to see that you're leading the way and that change is happening uh, for that as well for the corporate optometrist. Yeah, absolutely. So our consultant team to Dr. Lee's point is super diverse. We have people that are in big cities, LA and New York to small towns in Kansas and, and Texas and uh, 50% female, 50% male and all different areas. Like you were just saying, different retail partners, um, mm -hmm. private groups, you know, kind of everything so that it does bring light that there are so many optometry options and that you may change direction throughout your career as well. And that gives our speaker panel the availability to really connect with everyone in a group because they have that experience that they're bringing forward. So it's it's been really fun to have that level of diversity. Great. And I'll even say that even just on, you know, sitting on this panel, each of us has different backgrounds and the types of practices um, and the way that we served our profession. Um, so it's, you know, each of us brings a unique flavor of our bringing our backgrounds and how we cared for patients and the way that we served our communities um, to the table within the leadership at, at Johnson Johnson Vision. So proud, proud to share that as well. Yeah, you should be proud. I mean, you have different journeys come together, you collaborate, you make some good changes in the industry. Uh, pretty wise, and uh, I think. And uh, tell me about some advice that you would give some young female optometrists in the industry. I think I would say to be confident and know your value. And that can be um, thought of in a few different ways, but especially in the care that you can give your patients. When you come out of school, you're the high, you know, you're right, very fresh with your training. You have been learning the latest, greatest things in our profession. So you're trained up to the highest level and you should be confident in that. And I would say just to be, translate that confidence into how you care for patients. Don't be afraid to let your patients know what you can do for them. If you can offer specialty services, if you can do multifocal contacts, if you can treat dry eye, if you can treat disease, anything that you can do, you have to let your patients know that they don't always know what you can do. It's up to you to share that. And they need you to be their doctor and do that for them. And don't be afraid to know the value of your services and of your expertise. So I think as women, we can sometimes be shy. We don't want to be mm -hmm. <laughs> boastful or pushy or insert whatever negative word you've been conditioned to think about but it's not a negative thing. I think it's a really good thing. And if you lean into that early in your career, it's going to take you a lot further. Um, so be confident. Yeah. And sometimes we just need that little push from someone from before to get that confidence. Right. I remember the saying, Hey, you should do this. And I'm like, really? Right. You get that confidence and you just, you just run with it. So it's just, it's just having that, you know, support sometimes. And that power from female support has been amazing for me and other um, women in the industry. 
What's been another major area of focus for J&J has been driving equity in healthcare through Vision for Good. Uh, what does a race to health equity and optometry look like for J&J? Well, I'll just start off by saying, um, first of all, it's just acknowledging that there are inequities in healthcare um, and looking to see what it is that we can do to make sure that we don't have, whether it's you know an unconscious bias or um, what we can do to better educate ourselves about the opportunities to serve our diverse communities. And so our race to health equity, first of all, just shines a spotlight on it. Um, of course, we're also uh, looking at how we serve that through funding, whether it's, um, you know, continuing education on, or sponsorships or uh, looking at ways that we can support these uh, communities that are underserved, as well as educate doctors, nurses, anybody who serves these patient communities, and things like cultural competency. So these are so specifically within the vision care industry. These are some of the things that we're living into with the 13% promise, which is just making sure, for example, that our patient education material materials are in Spanish as well mm -hmm. as English, um, because that's a big part of the, the communities um, that we serve within the, the U.S. Other things are, are, again, making sure that the communities are aware of the importance of a comprehensive eye exam, um, because whether or not that you know, it, it could be that they don't necessarily trust healthcare professionals, or it could be just that they're not aware that they need to, to get an eye exam, um, or even that their children need to get an eye exam. Mm -hmm. So those are just some of the ways that we're living through our race to health equity. No, I think that's important too, because that helps our practice. We're getting patients to come see us because they need to see us if they don't have that information. You guys are advocating for our for us as practitioners to see. And as a business owner, practice owner, there's things that we need to keep up with culture and up-to-date things. And I think we should be educated on these because we don't know what patients are thinking when they're coming in, right? And we're in our motion. We're doing so it just it's good to uh, have this education to kind of know what people are thinking and, and how we can change our practices to be better, to be inviting for these patients. Um, and culture, and maybe for our, you know, for staff as well, um, things that, you know, to have that. Um, if you're in an area where maybe um, it is high population of Hispanic, maybe, you know, you want to have that, you know, optician that's that to talk to the patient or, and, you know, and or hire that doctor. And, um, you know, but you need to be, you need to be educated, mindful of it. If, if sometimes it, we just, we just go in our motions and we don't think. So just to think outside the box to, you know, of what our community needs, not necessarily just glasses and contacts. They want to feel comfortable. Like you said, they, sometimes they don't feel comfortable. We don't know that, you know, and they don't tell you till after the fact. So I think we still need CE on that diversity, equity, inclusion for our patients too, um, and how we can be better practitioners and, you know, differentiate ourselves um, in an industry where there is a lot of noise, unfortunately, and they're getting information from other um, aspects of the industry and, and or online. So I think that's that's a very powerful message to to the practitioners out there to really pay attention to that for our patients. 
Because again, all the initiatives that you've done for DEI is beyond just contact lenses, right? It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it is, it's making the practitioner better. It's better for the community. It's better for our profession. And um, the impact is immeasurable. You can't measure that, but it's, it's making a big difference. Um, I think a lot. And, and, and when just talking to ECPs in general, um, sometimes you make an impact and you don't even know. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Yeah. You make an impact. So uh, I know that, you know, the pers- currently you have about 13.4% of uh, the population identifies as black or African-American, but only 1.8% practice optometrists, uh, practicing optometrists are African-Americans. I know you at J&J signed the 13% promise. Is there other organizations that you're working with, with optometry to help uh, African-Americans um, as optometrists? Yeah, so we, we're proud to be um, a sponsor of uh, ASCO, so the Association of Schools and Colleges of Optometry, certainly thinking about how we can get really qualified candidates um, to apply to become optometrists, because we all know what a great profession it is. And um, and so part of it is awareness. So their campaign, which is called Optometry Gives Me Life, we're a proud supporter, which you know reaches out into the communities of uh, mostly college students, but it could be even high school students to say, hey, have you ever thought about optometry as a career? Uh, because some people just are not aware of uh, that that optometry can be a career for them, um, mm-hmm. even though they have interest in, in the medical field. Um, another thing that we've done with ASCO is partnering with them um, with their diversity um, series and their Eyes on Diversity series. So if you go to their website, they have a multitude of videos of, of um, speakers outside of our eye care industry who are experts in this area. Um, and also, you know, training for staff. It, it's not just for faculty and students. Mm-hmm. They have a wealth of information to help us, again, better serve our communities and our patients and be able to see them as an individual and who they are um, within, within our practices. Excellent. Is, is J&J working with NOA or as well? And I know that's a, a big organization in the industry as well. So, yes, we are a proud sponsor of the NOA and, you know, one of our um, big diversity and optometry events will be happening at their um, meeting coming up in July. So we're excited. We're excited for that, mm-hmm. you know, as well as partnering in key cities where, again, we can raise the awareness of optometry as a profession, um, looking at HBCUs and and making sure those students are also aware. That's amazing because it's, it's, it's like you're partnering with, you know, different, a lot of different organizations. A lot of different organizations have a lot of uh, positive impact, little t- touch points so you're trying to touch everybody from all these different organizations and even taking initiatives with, with your own self to, um, you know, reach out to, you know, pre-optometry students and things like that. So I think it's amazing um, to be able to help change and, and, and reframe our industry and, and, and you know, bring up leaders and, 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 and encourage people to, to do more in our industry. So I, I find that very inspiring and, um, you know, thank you so much for all you do. I mean, I think, I think a lot of things that you do are under the radar and I think it helps our profession and, um, you know, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.